Well, you said you thought, Mrs. Spragg began reproachfully. But Mrs. Heaney, heedless of their bickerings, was pursuing her own train of thought. What Popple? Claude Walsingham Popple, the portrait painter? Yes, I suppose so. He said he'd like to paint me. Mabel Lipscomb introduced him. I don't care if I never see him again, the girl said, bathed in angry pink. Do you know him, Mrs. Heaney? Mrs. Sprague inquired. I should say I did. I manicured him for his first society portrait, a full length of Mrs. Harmon B. Driscoll. Mrs. Heaney smiled indulgently on her hearers. I know everybody. If they don't know me, they ain't in it, and Claude Walsingham Popple's in it. But he ain't nearly as in it, she continued judicially, as Ralph Marvel, the little fellow as you call him. Undine Sprague, at the word, swept round on the speaker with one of the quick turns that revealed her youthful flexibility. She was always doubling and twisting on herself, and every movement she made seemed to start at the nape of her neck, just below the lifted roll of reddish-gold hair, and flow without a break through her whole slim length to the tips of her fingers and the points of her slender, restless feet. "'Why, do you know the Marvels? Are they stylish?' she asked. Mrs. Heaney gave the discouraged gesture of a pedagogue who has vainly striven to implant the rudiments of knowledge in a rebellious mind. Why, Undine Sprague, I've told you all about them time and again. His mother was a Dagonet. They lived with the old urban Dagonet down in Washington Square. To Mrs. Sprague this conveyed even less than to her daughter. Way down there? Why do they live with somebody else? Haven't they got the means to have a home of their own? Undine's perceptions were more rapid, and she fixed her eyes searchingly on Mrs. Heaney. "'Do you mean to say Mr. Marvel's as swell as Mr. Popple?' "'As swell? Why, Claude Walsingham Popple ain't in the same class with him!' The girl was upon her mother with a spring, snatching and smoothing out the crumpled note. "'Laura Fairford, is that the sister's name?' "'Mrs. Henley Fairford, yes. What does she write about?' Undine's face lit up as if a shaft of sunlight had struck it through the triple-curtained windows of the stentorian. She says she wants me to dine with her next Wednesday. Isn't it queer? Why does she want me? She's never seen me. Her tone implied that she had long been accustomed to being wanted by those who had. Mrs. Heaney laughed. He saw you, didn't he? Who? Ralph Marvel. Why, of course he did. Mr. Popple brought him to the party here last night. Well, there you are. When a young man in society wants to meet a girl again, he gets his sister to ask her. Undine stared at her incredulously. How queer! But they haven't all got sisters, have they? It must be fearfully pokey for the ones who haven't. They get their mothers, or their married friends, said Mrs. Heaney omnisciently. Married gentlemen inquired Mrs. Sprague, slightly shocked, but genuinely desirous of mastering her lesson. Mercy, no. Married ladies. But are there never any gentlemen present? pursued Mrs. Sprague, feeling that if this were the case, Undine would certainly be disappointed. Present where? At their dinners. Of course, Mrs. Fairford gives the smartest little dinners in town. There was an account of one she gave last week in this morning's town talk. I guess it's right here among my clippings. Mrs. Heaney, swooping down on her bag, 
drew from it a handful of newspaper cuttings, which she spread on her ample lap and proceeded to sort with a moistened forefinger. Here, she said, holding one of the slips at arm's length, and throwing back her head, she read, in a slow, unpunctuated chant. Mrs. Henley Fairford gave another of her natty little dinners last Wednesday, as usual. It was smart, small and exclusive, and there was much gnashing of teeth among the left-outs as Madame Olga Lukowska gave some of her new step dances after dinner. That's the French for new dance steps, Mrs. Heaney concluded, thrusting the documents back into her bag. Do you know Mrs. Fairford, too? Undine asked eagerly, while Mrs. Sprague, impressed but anxious for facts, pursued, Does she reside on Fifth Avenue? No, she has a little house in 38th Street, down beyond Park Avenue. The ladies' faces drooped again, and the masseuse went on promptly, but their glasses...